Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Cam Clinician Podcast. I'm Colin and Dylan sitting alongside me as usual. How are you getting on Dylan? Yeah, good thanks, good thanks Colin, good to see you again. Um, I feel like we have overcome several obstacles in order to sit down today indeed. and make this uh, podcast. <laughs> the obstacle is the way, as Mr. Yes, Colin indeed, says. indeed. So. <laughs> There are children uh, being very expertly parented close by on uh, by YouTube and <laughs> Switch and <laughs> Nintendo and stuff. Not that we advocate that kind of. Baby. No, 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 absolutely no, not. not. It's no. summer holidays. It's needs must. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we covering today in uh, Stoic philosophy related to healthcare? Well, today I was going to go over uh, sort of what William Irvin calls the the Stoic test strategy and and reframing events. So, uh, if you um, if you're familiar with that. With uh, with William Irvin's work, then he talks about reframing adverse events and how they happen to you, and the, actually just the way that you think about them, mm-hmm. the way that you think about things that go yeah. on. Marcus Aurelius referred to this um, as as uh, the imp- the impediment to action advances action. So what stands in the way becomes the way. So if any of you have been listening or looking at Stoic beliefs and Stoic philosophies online, I've no doubt that you've encountered Ryan Holiday at The Daily Stoic, which is a fantastic YouTube and website that he has. So he's very famous for writing the book, The Obstacle is the Way, which is what we're going to talk about today. So reframing when adverse events happen to you and thinking about the way that actually, yeah, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. So... Yeah, Ryan's pretty good at making all that stuff simple, isn't he? I've read a lot of his stuff, like around just, I don't know, he just he takes the old school language and uh, turns it into modern examples and... Yeah, absolutely. Like simplifies absolutely. it and clarifies it. <laughs> you can even see that there in that Marcus Aurelius quote, the impediment to action advances action. Yeah. So <laughs> Ryan exactly. Holiday's translated that as the obstacle is the way, which is much easier to understand. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so how does this start out then? What's the, what, what kind of obstacles are you talking about? So anything really. So anything that you want to do in daily life, there's always going to be problems that arise. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, oh no, this terrible thing's happened. Oh, I can't manage anything. You've actually got to think about sort of what we, we covered in the last program about workarounds and different ways of thinking about things, different solutions. But the, the key thing is that rather than think, today I'm going to execute this plan and everything is going to go absolutely perfectly. <laughs> what you need to think is today I'm going to execute this plan. There's going to be loads of problems. How can I work around them? <laughs> this is the challenge of yeah. what you're trying to achieve is actually that there are going to be problems because there always are. Something's definitely going to go wrong. It's going to be some problem <laughs> and you are going to have to overcome that problem yeah. in a stoic way. So calmly and sensibly, um, rather than allowing yourself to be defeated by the problems that yeah. come up and saying, oh, I can't possibly do this, mm-hmm. you need to reframe them as, wow, this is this amazing problem that I've been given mm-hmm. a chance here to, <laughs> to prove myself and to prove how clever I am by working around this thing. <laughs> what does... What is, um uh, William Irvin called it the Stoic Test. Or Stoic Test, a yeah. Book around this. So he? he talks about how you are being tested by the Stoic gods uh, <laughs> of like they have said they have said right. 
I can see that Colin today intends to perform three different jobs. So I'm going to make sure that when he goes outside, there's he's got a flat tire on his car. Boom. And see how he overcomes see that. See how he reacts. See how he reacts. It's like these schemers up in the sky. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the stoic gods is what um, yeah. William Irvin talks about yeah. and how they are testing us and, yeah. and seeing how, how devoted we really are to stoic philosophy by overcoming the flat tire. Yeah. That whole thing, actually, I, when I read that, I remember reading his first book um, and I enjoyed it, but it's quite uh, theoretical. He's got examples in there and stuff. And I was like, "This, I like this. But as soon as I read that test one, you gave me that one after, I think. And that mm. just, I don't know, it just suddenly solidified it and made it into something I could really identify with. It was a game. Yeah. It's like a game that you play every yeah. single day. Yeah. There's this game that you have. Absolutely. To, to, you can win. You can win it every single time because even if you can't achieve your goal, you can still, you know, the test is how you react to it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and there's unlimited problems out yeah. there <laughs> for you to solve. So, and it is, I suppose it's just about, it's again about playing like tricks in your mind, uh, just playing tricks on yourself. Mm-hmm. You think that something negative and terrible has happened to you. Yeah. And instead you just go, how can I use this to my advantage yeah. of yeah. how, where the advantage is simply that you don't get upset about it, yeah. that you think, right, there's a way around this and solve the problem. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And it, just changing that simple thing can actually change your whole outlook on yeah. everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And in my experience, if you do react to it, I mean, everyone does this. If you react to it in a more calm and logical and kind of positive way, usually it's, you're much more likely to actually surmount it. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <success. laughs> much more likely to be successful. Yeah. And yeah. yeah and uh, you can definitely, you're more likely to be successful, but not only that, you just feel so much better. Yeah. And that's is, yeah. you know, what stoicism has really done for me is instead of becoming so worked up and hung up on how negative everything is, yeah. and then you end up in this downward spiral of finding problems everywhere. If you just recognize that that's, it's just on you, it's your yeah. emotions. So yeah. all you have yeah. to do is look at it from a different way yeah. of, Aha, a challenge. Amazing. This yeah. is brilliant, you yeah. know? And then yeah. boom, suddenly Aye. you feel so much more positive. Everything's okay. Yeah. And all yeah. you've done is just change how you feel about something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I love the kind of the outcome, the the fact that it's a test. <laughs> Some dropping headphones in the background there. Mm-hmm. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. I love the reframing it as a test. It, it makes it again, like a game, but it means that you do that. Every test has a, um, an assessment. So at the end of the day, you think about, do you do that? Do you think about like, how did, do you look back on challenges and think, how did I react to that? Like, I I don't, but I wish I did, I suppose. And I I think that would be incredibly useful if you did. And I suppose that could be definitely be part of your evening journaling. If you, if you manage to get into that of looking back and, and reflecting on how did I overcome those challenges today? And I think that that's a really good idea and I'm actually going to do that today. So yeah, yeah very good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Think of the things that happened today, yeah. uh, including managing to sit down in the seat, uh, yeah. which was a challenge this morning, <laughs> Yeah, but we finding did it and, uh, and finding a way around these things. And yeah. yeah. And it's all part of reflection. And yeah. I guess that's learning, isn't it? That yeah. you're writing your journal and thinking, you know, could I have done that better? Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that, 
always makes that a bit more clear to me actually is exactly like behind us we've got a few kids here it's like so like if you re- react to a burst tire badly it's just you it's just like you you look back on it and think yeah fine i could have reacted better to that but it's not a massive outcome but with something that goes wrong with the kids or something like that you know when i always feel terrible if i know i've reacted badly to something I've lost your temper or, or, exactly yeah so it's that's the one that makes me reflect more on it and helps me um try and think about better ways to do it and improve on that every single time i think yeah it's it, absolutely it shows a, i don't know it's, it puts more consequence i suppose on those bad reactions absolutely and that's interesting isn't it and that, that you yeah it puts more consequence on it because you feel you get this feeling of guilt when you're um, <laughs> when you get angry at the kids or whatever yeah yeah don't you and i and i guess you can just apply that to absolutely everything can't yeah you? yeah so how does do you have some examples of how that applies to clinical uh circumstances yeah so i was thinking of some some clinical things so some of the for the nurses out there so it's a really simple example is uh the sluice is broken so this happens this happens every day (laughs) right (laughs) so the sluice is the machine that gobbles up uh all the uh waste material that a human being might generate and perhaps you would have to clean up in hospital Mm -hmm. and you have to uh yeah it's basically a complicated I suppose it's, I don't know, it's a sort of waste disposal system that queues things up. Uh, so it, it queues up cardboard bedpans and, and, oh. the, and their contents. Oh, it's big, right, okay. Yeah, yes. oh, it's a big yeah. machine. Yeah. yeah, And it often breaks because you're only allowed to put certain things in it and um, things you're not supposed to put in it sneak in there and block it. Yeah. So the sluice is broken. Disaster. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. And as a really simple example, you get these um, granules that you put into filled bedpans mm-hmm. and they absorb all the liquid and they turn it into a sort of solid mass and then you put it into the clinical waste bag. Mm-hmm. So that's a really simple example of, imagine you didn't have those things. Mm-hmm. So the sluice is broken. Oh no, bedpans piling up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But here's a quick fix that you go, oh, it's okay. I know what to do here. I know where these granules are. I can put them in and boom, that's that problem solved. There's no bedpans piling up. Hooray, we're done. And that, and so very simple example of a physical thing, but in years gone past, that would have been a really big problem. But now because you've got all these, you've got these easy quick fixes, no problem. People don't get upset about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one example. Aye. The other one, so slightly more complicated one, and to do with your mindset. So yeah. you sit down to Clark, a patient, they've just been brought in, um, and you know very little about the patient. You sit down and they don't speak English. Suddenly you go, oh no, this is an absolute nightmare because the patient doesn't speak English and I can't have, I don't have any way to communicate with them and I, I can't remember how to use the, the hospital translation service and now I need to go and find this phone number and I need to go and phone this person who's going to phone up and then uh, it's all going to go wrong. But you can totally reframe that as this patient doesn't speak English. I don't have a way of communicating with them. I know that there is a translation service and I don't actually know how to use the translation mm. service. So this is a really good chance for me to yeah. figure out how to use the translation service. Aha, yeah. I can learn something from this. Yeah. I can get something out of this. <laughs> how do I go about getting the translation service? Yeah. And suddenly if you just view it as here's a challenge, yeah. 
how can I solve this? I need to go and learn how to do this. And yeah. it can just become this positive thing for yeah. you. So you can walk away from that going, oh, well, I've learned today how to use the translation service, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And another, a really common one, um, when you're trying to discharge a patient from hospital is that there's some problem with their prescription. <laughs> so there's, you can't get hold of the drugs they need. It's five o'clock on a Friday. All the pharmacists have gone home, but you need to be able to fill this prescription with some weird drug. And and there are systems in place to allow you to do that. And it would be very easy to go, oh no, disaster. Oh, why did this have to happen? You know, but if you can just turn that on its head and say, well, I don't actually really understand how the system works in hospital for getting hold of these unusual drugs at five o'clock on a Friday, but there definitely is a system. So how do I do that? And again, just make it this challenge for yourself. Yeah. Of how do I master this system? How yeah. do I overcome this problem? And then you can walk away with your head held high going, well, I learned how to do that thing yeah. there. And yeah. I, and I took that challenge on yeah. and I sorted it out. And that was a positive thing, yeah. you know, instead yeah. of, but any of those situations could cause you huge amounts of exasperation and anxiety yeah. and dread. And actually, if you just take the bull by the horns, and think, how can I learn this? How can, yeah. you know, what can I make, how can I make this fun for myself? Yeah. It's yeah. a positive thing for me uh, and overcome these challenges. Yeah. There must be a bit of, um, <clears throat> in, in any situation like that, like you've learned something, but then you've become an expert in that for the future. Like you can help yeah. other people with it as well. And yeah. there's satisfaction around now being somebody who knows how to solve that problem. You know how to handle that problem. Yeah, that's absolutely true because it makes it easier for you in future and helping everyone else around you, I guess. Yeah. And the next time you see your colleague going, oh, this patient doesn't speak English. And you're like, well, I know how to do that. That's, yeah. You know, I, know yeah. I can show you how to solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. And as you yeah. say, and you become, you grow and learn yeah. by yeah. facing up to these challenges. Yeah. There was something that jumped out when you were talking about the sluice problem there, like the fact that it's not a problem anymore because you have this machine and it makes it so much easier and you have these granules that are a backup and they make it so much easier. But what, 20 years ago, neither of those existed? Probably a bit longer. A bit longer uh, I don't really yeah. know about the granules. <laughs> there seem to be something that, um, yeah, I've only encountered over the last few years, to really? be honest. But, yeah. Yeah. but there's something there about uh, even a challenge around, well, how would one of my, like if my mum was doing this or my granny was doing this job 40, 50 years ago, I wonder how they'd have done it. Like, let's figure mm. this out. Because they, they did it. Because these problems existed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so they solved them somehow. So somebody came up with a solution to yeah. this recurrent problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people absolutely. have made it easier now, but they've made us, you know, soft. We know we have all these solutions. How did Mike Nanny do it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Some good examples there. Yeah. Did you want to go into, so there's the whole reframing idea then does that tie on from that yeah so it does follow on from that so i mean what you're doing there is you're you've got a problem and you're reframing in, in into a challenge rather than that so you can extend that out to um, reframing a lot of things that happen to you in mm -hmm. life so you your car has broken down or at, at the side of the motorway and i think we've probably all at some point in our life gone you know, one day this will be a good story, like one day. So you can reframe problems that happen to you as 
one day I'm going to tell somebody the story about this. Yeah. And then you need to think about, well, how can I make the story sound good? And yeah. it's probably not going to be, I totally lost my temper <laughs> and I got so upset and yeah. I started, I sat yeah. crying at the side of the motorway. Yeah. That's a rubbish story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I screamed so, at the airline attendant. Yeah, exactly. My I, flight was cancelled. Exactly. <laughs> my flight was cancelled. So I screamed at everybody until they threw me out of the airport. Yeah. No one wants to tell that story. Yeah. But what you can do is calmly look at these things. So think mm-hmm. about, one day I'm going to have to tell this story to somebody. Mm. How do I want myself to be portrayed in this? Which yeah. actor is going to play me in yeah. the film of the time I got delayed in the airport? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And think yeah. about that. So yeah. that's called the, the storytelling reframing, uh, if you uh, like. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's one way of thinking about things yeah. is a storytelling frame. Yeah. There's another way, if you're faced with problems, so an immediate thing that you have to do in your brain is, is think, how can I avoid negative emotions in this situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you are stuck in a traffic jam, it's very easy to get angry in that situation. I'm sure everybody has. I certainly have. And thought, oh my God, I'm stuck in this traffic jam. I'm going to be late. Allow that tension to build up. Mm-hmm. So what can you do instead? You're stuck in the traffic jam. Going back to you know the first episode, the dichotomy of control. Yeah. Are you in control of the traffic? Yeah, yeah. No. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. <laughs> what are you in control of? You're in control of how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're in control of what you can do in the car. Put on your favorite podcast, The Calm Clinician, and think, <laughs> wow, this is great. I've yeah. got an opportunity now yeah. to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can just sit and listen to my podcast. Yeah. I've been meaning to listen to The Calm Clinician for years, and I've never got around to it. <laughs> Now's my chance. Now is my chance. So... You can reframe things in that sort of context. So avoiding negative emotions or thinking about any situation and how you can utilize it, what you are in control of, how you can use that situation to make, to be better, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. To take that, I suppose it goes like this. It's funny how much... You know, this stuff's been talked about for thousands of years, but there's other sayings that like a sil- it's just a silver lining, looking for a silver lining for a yeah, yeah. for a bad thing that's happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these things all yeah, throughout the whole of human history, people yeah. have been like this. And we've I don't know, we seem to lose focus yeah. on these things. Yeah, now. totally. Um, <laughs> and I think there's something, you know, the last episode we talked about always, you know, the last time and yeah. negative visualization. Yeah. There's actually yeah. something to be said about the fact that if you are lucky enough to be caught in a traffic jam, that means you're probably doing quite well in life, yeah, you know, yeah. compared to a lot of people in the world. Yeah. You own a car, you yeah. live in a city that has infrastructure, yeah. you are yeah. able to do all these things that yeah. a lot of people in the world don't have the opportunity to yeah. get caught in a traffic jam because they'll never achieve that yeah. level of... They'd love the know, chance. They'd love the chance to be stuck in a traffic jam. If that was the problem yeah. they had to deal with compared to no water or no food or yeah. living in a war zone. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you know? so totally. Always keeping that in mind as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's a chance not only to reframe when undesirable events happen to you, but that you can actually reframe what an undesirable event is. Okay. So you can, you can learn to not think of things as undesirable events, Mm -hmm. to not, to, to to just view things completely differently. And I think that comes down to everybody has their own physical and mental comfort zones. So some people are really scared of heights. So they find it really difficult to go up tall buildings. Meanwhile, somebody else can work as a steeplejack without any problem at all. Yeah. So everybody has these physical things. People don't like being cold or they don't like being hot or they don't like being hungry. 
and they also have these mental things like fear of snakes or fear of heights or something like that. So you can actually, in a controlled way, you can extend your comfort zones mm-hmm. because you can deliberately seek out things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, you have to, or the way that I've thought of it is that it, train your mind in the way that you train muscles. Like how, how do you okay. how do you get stronger? Yeah. You need to go to the gym. You need to put yourself through physical exercise that is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you improve. Right? <laughs> you get stronger by lifting. You don't get stronger by lifting things that are easy to lift. Yeah. You only get stronger. You've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to get uncomfortable <laughs> and you've got to lift things that are too difficult days, to lift. Yeah. 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 And that's how you grow. And mm-hmm. it's exactly the same with your mind. Mm-hmm. So you need to put yourself into deliberately put yourself into situations where you know you're going to be uncomfortable a bit mm-hmm. and that, but that you're safe enough that you can withdraw from them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, so like facing your fears, making yourself uncomfortable. So even, you know, things like, I don't know, say you hate being cold. Well, you can have a 20 second cold shower every day. We've talked about the cold shower yeah, sort yeah. of things before. Yeah. That's, you know, oh, I'm, I'm terrified of falling into freezing cold water, mm. but that's something that people do for fun. Yeah. yeah they deliberately yeah, sure. go and put themselves <laughs> into cold water yeah. and yeah, or, you know, don't feel fit enough for you so you can go running or whatever, yeah. but you, you yeah. and if you're, I don't know, you can deliberately make yourself know, say hungry. So you can yeah. say to yourself, I live in this world of plenty and yeah. I know that I've got pretty easy access to food. Uh-huh. Why don't I just try tomorrow to not eat anything? See what that yeah, feels fast. like. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. going to fast for a day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll discover at the end of the day that, you know, actually it was okay. You're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll never, you won't have fear in the future because you'll be like, well, I get, I know that I can survive a day without any food. So actually I don't need to, you know, I don't need to worry about these things. And, yeah. and so like a, a mental rep, like you're going to the gym, doing your reps and your muscles. Yes. Every, every encounter with uncomfortable and comfortability is like a, a rep in your brain. <laughs> I think uncomfortable, uncomfortability might be called discomfort. <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> Probably correct. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, exactly, exactly. So you can, um, you just push yourself into being uncomfortable a bit in a controlled way. And the more that you do that, the more that you think, today I'm not going to spend a penny Mm -hmm. and see how I can get through the day. Mm -hmm. The more that you say, I'm going to see what it's like to not eat meat today, or I'm going to see what it's like this week, I'm going to go to the gym every single day and see if I can make it through that. The more that you push your boundaries into things that you find difficult to do, Mm -hmm. then the the easier everyday life will become for you because all of these things that might be problems just disappear. Forced discomfort suddenly is less discomforting. And I find um, you can sometimes see this in patients and one of the big problems that um, we have in hospitals is nurses, and I, I've definitely been guilty of this myself and other members of staff, you see a patient struggling to do something mm-hmm. and so you just do it for them. So it's, it's quicker and faster yeah. to, to, to just get a patient dressed, yeah. you know. Um, whereas actually if you just gave them the time to do it themselves, yeah. The problem that you've got is if you keep doing it for them, you've removed that difficulty from their lives yeah. and you think you're doing them a good turn. Yeah. 
but eventually it'll reach the point that they can no longer get dressed themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you, you know, you can see that in your kids as well. It's, it, you know, if you just got your kids dressed all the time, yeah. it would be quick. They never do it. <laughs> it would be really fast. <laughs> yeah. But then they would never learn how to do yeah. it themselves. Yeah. Or you clean their teeth for them always. They never learn how to do it. Yeah. So you need to, not only in your own life, but thinking about other people, um, but to extend that to your own life, sorry, is to say like, I'm scared of doing a thing. Mm-hmm. And if you allow yourself to never do that thing because it scares you, you'll actually be bringing your boundaries in and in yeah. and in and in yeah. and in. So if you don't like driving, so you don't drive, eventually you'll get so scared of it that you just won't do it. Yeah. And then yeah. you've narrowed your horizons. And you see this a lot in people and patients who... They bring in their comfort zones. I find a thing very difficult to do really? until eventually they can't do it. Really? Yeah. Because they avoid anything even slightly difficult and therefore it becomes impossible. It usually, it's usually one specific thing, but yeah, they can then, but it applies to everybody that really? if you keep avoiding, if you avoid, say, I don't know, you avoid going to a particular shop mm-hmm. because you don't like going there, yeah. then eventually you'll, you'll stop going. So you've solved that problem, (laughs) but you have learned that the way to solve those problems is to withdraw. So the next time something difficult happens in your life, you withdraw from that as well. And you keep doing that. You repeat that pattern until eventually you find that you actually can't really do very much. It it comes back to the the test, doesn't it? At the start, like thinking of each of these things, like some of the tests are involuntary. It's a cancelled flight and you have to deal with it, but some of the tests could be voluntary, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Test yourself, see it's a game and you get the satisfaction of having defeated this difficulty. Yes, yeah. And you can, so that, um, William Irvin actually talks about those as as stoic adventures. Oh, really? Yeah, so you set yourself up for, to do adventures that, you know, will probably have some sort of adverse events in them. So you can't deliberately set yourself back. So you can't organize a setback for yourself. (laughs) It would be daft to go out and puncture your own tire (laughs) and then walk out in the morning and go, oh no, I've got a flat tire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can't really do that. But um, what you can do is is extending your boundaries again. So, and and it can be anything, but say say you wanted to... um, I don't know, you could push your boundaries and say that you want to become good at hill walking. Mm-hmm. You can start with small hills and you build up. But the more, if you only ever walk the small hills, mm-hmm. you will never advance and you will be too scared. Whereas if you say, I'm going to go very longer hill walk, yeah. you can fairly, you can be fairly sure that there's going to be problems that are going to arise. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, but you need to, learn that those problems are going to arise like you have you taken enough water have you taken enough food things like that and only through experience do you learn how to overcome those so when you look at people doing giant expeditions Mm. they have there are people who've like pushed out their comfort zones and have learned from mistakes of smaller expeditions yeah by a little bit absolutely absolutely but if you always stay away from this thing that's difficult to do You'll never advance. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Reframing, yeah. tests, games, all that. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> so I guess, um, yeah, in summary, just think about it as, think about difficult things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you need to think of them as a test from the mm-hmm. Stoic gods about yeah. how you're going to overcome this in a Stoic yeah. way. 
put a, a wry smile on your face and say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to mm. beat your test here. Yeah. Or even like, you know, aha, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. This is the test. I thought everything was going too well. Yeah. <laughs> now, finally. I knew this was coming. <laughs> finally, the test has come. Yeah. Um, but longer term, there's really, there's massive benefits to be gained from pushing your boundaries yeah. into and regularly doing things that make you uncomfortable or that you're scared of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simple things that you can just try, you know, try not to spend any money tomorrow. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. you'll discover that that's like. actually, you know, the world didn't end. Yeah. You managed to carry on. <laughs> and then if you end up in a day where you don't have any money, you know, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You'll be okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks, Dylan. Well, thanks very much. Okay, I hope that was useful for you out there. If you're uh, enjoying the show, please do hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Make sure you're following along. Um, And if you have a chance, give us a review on that podcast app too. If it's Apple Podcasts, they make it very easy. Spotify as well. Um, It really helps us get the show out there. All right, we'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks, guys.